It is the 8th of January of 2023. This is Call of Christmas 2022, uh, Session 3. Our scene opens at a dinner table, short two people. The Commodore and Emmanuel have both left. The Commodore, in not so much a huff, but in a I have said what I'm going to say, this conversation is over and is now gone. And Emmanuel, well, how did Emmanuel follow after him? How would you describe his stance and mood? His stance is aggressive. He is furious, understandably so. And he is, um, like, I wouldn't even say marching. He's almost just, like, aggressively stalking after the Commodore. You know, like, shoulders hunched up, like, he's he's getting ready for a fight. Gonna fist fight an old man. Yeah, I can take him. <laughs> I mean, probably. Cool. Uh, as you guys are stomping through the halls, I suppose we'll stick with you. So this way, everybody else back in the uh, the dining room can hear part of whatever is about to be yelled. And as you are walking, he'll just hit you with a, my mind's made up. You have got to be joking. Your mind is made up. What about the rest of us? Uh, he doesn't seem to to follow up on that. He is focused on where he is going, giving you the option to continue or... Oh, Emmanuel's absolutely going to continue. Please, monologue. I can't believe you would do something so foolhardy as this. The church? That milk-toast man who wheedles and whines and wind his way in here to sit with your family? What do you think you are doing? You can't be that close to death to start fearing for your immortal soul. He stops when you insinuate that uh, he may be close to death or that he fears for his soul. And as he turns back to look at you, you can see his age in his face. His eyes are a little bit more sunken. His healthy robustness and color is, is gone. Not gone, but heavily faded. I made this family what it is. It is mine, and you can all make something of yourselves. I have already made something of myself. I followed in your footsteps with shipping. I followed in my father's footsteps by joining the army. I may not have fallen afoul of Roosevelt, thank God for that, but I lost plenty over in France. Don't tell me I haven't made anything of myself. I'm concerned about the family legacy that you are throwing away to a damned church that knows not what it possesses. He squares up with you a little bit. Are you taller than him? Or has his age kind of hunched him a little bit to make you taller? Um, God, I think Emmanuel's size is freaking huge. I thought I had like... Look at his sheet here. Sheet, sheet, You're sheet. 85. Yeah, so Emmanuel is definitely much bigger in both height and width than the Commodore, especially now. 
in squaring up, it doesn't look nearly as threatening as one might think, given the the difference in size and age here. He stifles a cough uh, and is just looks at you. It's like, and your brother has made well for himself. Your grandson, you mean? Of course he has. We've made our own way, but that still doesn't mean that we want access to this mansion. This is where we grew up. Spent summers hunting ducks in the back on the lands, and you're going to take all of that away? I can't take away what was never yours. You think that little of us? That you would fritter this away on a church that knows absolutely nothing. All he seeks is to line his own pockets. He's not going to further any holy crusade. And you've gathered that from talking to the man for, what, an hour? I've seen his like day in and day out. They wander in on Sunday morning right after their their revivals and their sermons with their hands out, with their pockets turned out, pleading poverty as they step out of a Studebaker that's even more expensive than mine. Do not tell me that I don't know these men. They're all the same. If everybody in the, excuse me, in the dining room could roll their listen roll just to see how much of this they they pick up you're obviously going to be able to hear some of it because they are not being quiet but success will mean that you hear everything perfectly claudia got a success edith ann got a failure cecil got a failure cool edith's hitting that bottle hard it's sacramental right of course it is (laughs) just need to be closer to jesus Cutting back into the dining room for a second. Claudia, are you doing anything, or really anybody doing anything with the stuff that they are hearing? No, I'm just soaking it all in. This is horrible news, and I really, really hope that my uncle is, you know, getting through to my grandfather. Uh, What's the reverend's uh, attitude after this announcement? So he failed his role because he rolled a 62. Um, but he can obviously hear some of it and picking up certain words like the church and stuff. He is putting on what we could say is a brave face, but he's trying to. Uh, what's the word? He's trying to look respectable as though he is not actually listening in on what is being said and pretending to politely ignore it. He's going to grab the wine bottle and leave the dining room and go to where the Christmas tree is. She doesn't want to hear this fight. And I assume that uh, Dorothy is still there, mother? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like your mother is still there trying to calm the situation with uh, some platitudes. Uh, mother, what, what is he talking about? Surely he doesn't mean, you know, all of it. He, he would make sure that I could get an education. Don't worry, son. I am sure that he is going to not forget us and will take care of us until you have your your education and your future secured. I, I hope so. That's 
Okay, I mean... <sighs> or you may have to get a job. <sighs> it's an absolute aghast. Like, he, he physically deflates. Like, his chest, like, just because, like, caves in. Like, <sighs> yes, uh... It's just, you know, with my studies being as difficult as they are, it's just, you know, it's it's so difficult to I feel to focus on what I want to do. You know, I want to I want to help people. Like, I think being short of breath. Oh, this is the stress is getting to me. I think I need to see a doctor. Fill down the rest of his drink. <laughs> nice. Uh, Professor Michael will begin to. Uh, Claudia's father will begin to tend to Deirdre, your mother, and just perhaps we should take your mother to bed. And he begins to to move to get up. You might be muted. Yep, a little bit. No, I meant uh, Claudia. Oh, sorry. What? Sorry, I stopped paying attention for a minute. (laughs) My brain don't work. That's fine. Uh, your dad has made mention that we should take your mother to bed. Well, I will certainly help do that. Like she needs all the assistance that she can get. Yeah, and he will begin to help move you up and uh, out of here. And I just look sad while I'm doing it because this is now. The rest of my life is just being a nursemaid for my mother. I don't even get to run away with my handsome boyfriend like I wanted. You don't get to run away with your boyfriend? I'm trying to get an education. I'm I'm sure that was a thought, not a a statement. Yeah, I would never tell you guys that. Ew. Sorry. Sorry. Apologize. You just Uh, see how sad I am. Just roll that back. (laughs) I would say fix it in post, but there's no post on this. Uh, as you, as Claudia, Deirdre, and your father, Michael, begin to leave, you will walk past the kitchen where you will see, uh, Geraldine and, uh, your beau, Wesley, in the kitchen, having a hushed conversation, presumably about the announcements that were just made. And I just kind of, like, bite my lip on the way by, um... There's so much that I want to say and I want to talk about with them, but I can't right now. I can't. I, I, I just need to put my mom to bed. He shoots you a meaningful glance over his mother's shoulder as you walk by. It just makes eye contact with you. And I just reach up and like hold on to my locket for a second as I continue up the stairs with my mom. No. Party successfully split. Come back to the Commodore and Emmanuel, who, after their last exchange, the Commodore turns with a little bit of a a hitch in his knee, like not like a stumble, but as though he is having a little bit of problems, and begins to continue off into the into the house, as if once again this conversation is over and I am leaving. I'm not finished with you yet, and Emmanuel's gonna go still go after him. Like his his blood's white hot. He's he's on a roll. He's on a campaign. Are you uh, are you attempting to block his path or just continue to walk with him? Um, 
I think at this point, Emmanuel's mad enough that he would put a uh, a hand on the Commodore's shoulder and like physically stop him. You want to roll intimidation again if you're trying to be intimidating, or something else if you want if you want to get a little extra effect out of this action. Um, I fail. You fail hard, but yeah. Well, no, I. I thought zero would be success. Plus two is with advantage. As I've got a fifty-five, I rolled an eighty-eight. Yeah, so that that's a, like, a bad failure. Like a failed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot that a hard success is an actual term and mechanic. Right. <laughs> cool. Um. So he will turn to face you and just look the most offended putting your hands on me and he his fists clench a little bit as though he is debating putting his hands upon you Emmanuel's ready for it like he lets his hand fall to the you know fall away but he's still tensed and ready like he's he's ready to throw hands if the commodore is going to continue making this greatest mistake of his life short as it may be yes grandfather i would dare you are making a terrible mistake you know it i know it everybody in the banquet hall knows it everybody in this house knows it he will once again square up and you think that you would do a better job you would think that you could run this organization and this family you're damned right I can. <laughs> All you do is peddle snake oil. Stolen lies. Oh, and we're going to pretend that the shipping concern was above board, that nothing untoward happened to it? You know and I know both what they did in Barbary. What they did, they did for the good of this country and the people within it. And what I do, I do for the good of the country and the people in it. You do it for little more than lining your own pockets. And he does that thing where he like flicks the back of his fingers against your uh, breast pocket. Mm. I'm You're welcome stop. to do it. You're welcome yeah. to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see here. Uh, I was about to say, because he's a frail old man, I was going to give you a bonus die. Yeah. Um, he's taking a swing. Sure. I, I rolled a 66. I needed the 65. Uh, so. you, get a, you get a bonus die because he's a frail old man. All so right. He rolled yep. a, a 60, so it's a success. And he's not expecting this. So go ahead and roll. Uh, what is punching? Like a, a D3 plus your damage bonus? So a D3 plus a D4? Uh, Yes. Well, the damage is a five. Where's the? It's not showing me damage. Oh, damage is at the bottom under fail. Uh, D three plus D four. I got a three and a two. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, no, he does not have eighty-seven fucking constitution. Uh, where would you like to strike him? Ace. Just right. full-on sucker punch to the nose. Uh, he takes it badly, spinning as he goes. 
his bum leg going out from underneath him as he crashes into something in the hallway, some uh, small vase with some flowers on it that you know you're... Let's, we'll call her your grandmother because that's her title, but something that she had displayed here very nicely. And he looks back up with you and puts his hand to his nose where it's bleeding and perhaps even broken and just looks with an absolute how dare you. Manuel's gonna freeze because like, yeah, he just laid the old man out, but he has no idea how to follow up with this. And he'll take a moment and then like he'll start to cool down and then he'll remember the flick to, to his chest and lining his own pockets. I've done more for myself than you've ever done for the rest of us. And I was hoping your legacy would fix some of that. But instead, you're a broken old man lying on the floor, throwing away everything he has for some semblance of a legacy, ignoring everything else he was given. And Emmanuel's just going to turn and he's going to walk away. He's not going to help the old man up. Perfect. He will call expletives after you that uh, I am sure you are probably past at this point. Uh, yes. Excellent. Uh, we'll go to Cecil with his mother, the reverend, and some empty chairs in the dining room. Uh, Cecil, do you have anything you want to do as your mother tries to converse with you about your future before you hear a loud crashing in the hallway? Yes, um, uh, mother. He... He gave specifics, right? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to freak out. I don't, I don't want to be disturbed for no reason. But you know, did he give you any any indication? Did you have any warning of this? He takes your hands in hers and looks you very intently in the eye and says, "He told me that there was going to be an update to the will, but he didn't tell me the specifics. Your father is very private in his particulars." <sighs> I know. A part of the business. I'm sure we'll be fine. I, right, right. You know, you're 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 his wife and I'm his son and, and you know I'm I'm younger. I haven't had a chance to oh, thank you. Thank you. He'll put his head in his hands. Push against his right his his left temple. Like, oh, okay, okay, just no need to worry. Just it'll, it'll all be okay. It's, As you say, uh, it'll all be okay. There is a crashing and a banging out down the hallway that your father and Emmanuel walked down. How's that? Your mother looks surprised, shocked, turns, looks what happened? The reverend stands up and uh, just kind of looks around the place with trying to figure out what's going to happen next. Uh, Cecil stands up and fumbles with the buttons on his coat, slowly fixing it back and tentatively slowly walks toward the hallway. Sure. Uh, do you want to roll like a spot hidden? Yes, do. Doop, doop, doop. Uh, Emmanuel, don't forget to uh, dot your brawl for punching your grandfather in the face. Oh, I thought you only dotted when you failed, not when you succeeded. Uh, when you succeed, and then um, when you fail on the improvement rolls when your skill points go up. Oh, that- all right. Did I click, uh, click the right thing? I have got like, not oh shit. I, I got like uh, yeah. plus twos and minus twos and yeah, you're good. 
it's like just your your first roll is what you rolled, and then if you had bonus dice or something on it, you would look farther down the line. Ah. Looking down the hallway, you don't see anything. You don't see your father nor Emmanuel. But, you know, the hallway goes down for a little while and makes a turn, but... And, uh... I think it's all, like, like bedrooms? It's not quite bedrooms here, because it's, you know, right next to the dining room, but there's a door that goes past the kitchen, there's a door that uh, goes into, like, a washroom, and then out into a pantry. Just, you know normal first floor stuff. The the library and the study are down this hallway after you make a turn. Huh. I think that uh I think I guess I should uh, he'll, he'll look back at the party member the people back in the, the main room. I guess I should uh scratch his back of his neck. Find out at least see what's going on. What, what do you think, mother? Shall shall I let them have their space or uh, it, it couldn't hurt. He is your father, after all. Right, right. <sighs> Maybe he can answer some of your questions. He'll pull down his jacket, straighten it out. Okay. Uh, maybe he went to the uh, the library. It's a common refuge. He'll he'll head that way. Sure. Emmanuel, are you going back towards the dining room, or are you going somewhere else in the house? Um. The the everything's been cleared away. The dining room, correct? Uh, you guys were on dessert, which I believe you actually had a little bit of, and then incorrect. He did not eat dessert. That's fine. That's perfect. Because if dessert's still there, he's gonna walk back into the dining room. Like his face is flushed. He's breathing hard. He's going to walk over to his seat. Well, take the fork. Let's hold up for a second because right. in the process, you will be walking past Cecil. Uh, he's gonna shoulder straight through Cecil. Uh, Emmanuel, <laughs> hell, doesn't say a word. Just goes over to uh, where his uh, seat was. Cecil, uh, go ahead. Cecil will head the direction he came from. Uh, we'll leave the two of you in your various new locations, and we're gonna go back to Edith Ann, who has. Gone to find the family Christmas tree in the living room, where it is resplendent in all of its color and finery. Uh, I guess if they have electricity, they could have little lights on it and stuff. Some presents spread amongst the the base of the tree. Edith Ann will walk in and kind of gaze at it. Sit in one of the... I'm sure there's a leather wing back chair somewhere. Sure. Have a seat and uh, take a, a swig out of the bottle. And then she'll look up. I didn't know you actually really paid attention to me, but didn't see that coming. That was really good. She kind of laughs a little. She goes, look at them all scrambling now. Now they're stuck in my situation and they don't know what to do it's pretty great maybe maybe cecil will become a priest where he can do more good works for the common man that'll be nice <laughs> she's drunk she's just talking to god <laughs> oh you're praying it's wonderful and it's in your own little way mm-hmm. um do you want to do anything in here or do you just want to have your time with 
higher powers? Um, I think after she has that conversation, she might realize this probably isn't the best place to have it because she can hear Manuel made it back to the dining room or, or she can hear the scuffle in the hallway. Um, I think after a, a few minutes, after she's done with her little conversation, uh, she's going to head back to the library. The library or the dining room? The library. Where she can have more privacy and... Sure. Just say. Can you roll me a spot hidden while you are in the living room with the Christmas tree? Okay. Dang, man, I cannot roll well. But just spend five luck and make it a success. All right, I'll spend five luck and make it a success. Yeah. Spend that luck. Curiosity getting the better of you. You notice by the tree under the underneath it there are presents for the people in attendance tonight, including a like th- three inch by three inch little box that has your name on it from uh I guess he would just sign it as the Roxwall family indicating the the Commodore. Oh. I'm gonna pick it up and open it. Cool. Inside is a beautiful uh not extravagant or gaudy, but it is a rosary. It's got I imagine it would be more silver than gold just for the, the color of things. It's with a uh, a golden crucifix and um some not like expensive precious gems on it, but it's worth a, a decent amount of money. A rosary. Uh-huh. A fancy this is she's gonna be saying this. A rosary. A rosary. That's it. A ro- something I can get at any point in time at the church. A rosary? That's it. That's what he gets me. A rosary. It's fancy. Yeah, can it's not fancy enough to support herself for you know, the rest of her life. It's not fancy enough to procure an education from it. It's a rosary. She's not happy about being locked into being a nun, and this just feels like the final nail in that coffin. There is also a gift there from Emmanuel. Oh, I didn't see that one, did I? Yeah, there is there is a, there is a small box. It's it's probably about the same in dimensions as the one you just opened, but there is a a wrapped present there, and. Uh, there is there is a small card with it, and it says to Edith Ann from Emmanuel. She'll shove the rosary angrily in a pocket, and she'll pick the other gift up, and she'll open that one. Well, yeah, because she read what the card said. Um, so inside this package is like kind of like this embossed paper box, but inside that box is a cigarette case. And it is probably the size of a pocket Bible. It looks like it might be like sterling silver. And inside, it's already stocked with cigarettes. And there's another card there. And in Emmanuel's heart handwriting, it says, you've got the Lord for everything else. And then signed with an E. She'll consider it, and then she'll kind of chuckle. And uh, 
But she'll close the case, and that's when she's definitely going to head to the library, because she'll light one of those once she gets there. Manuel, is this some sort of fancy cigarette that you would know by smell when she arrives? Um, Doesn't have to be. You know, I I used to remember that, and now I don't. Well, so I will give you the opportunity to think on it. All right, perfect. And we'll go up to Claudia, who is helping her mother get changed into her night clothes with your father. Uh, and however you guys usually do that. Well, my father, he mostly relies on me to do it because he 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 can't really himself. I think he's a little more rough than what mother needs, you know? It's a little frustrated at times. Yeah, and he says that I have a gentler hand, so I I tend to help. Um, tonight I'm a little shaky though. That this just <laughs> this is not how everything was supposed to go today. Um, so I'm a a little shaky, and I'm sure my father notices when I um I accidentally knock my mother's jewelry onto the ground. Uh, is he still in the room with you when this, uh, when you prepare your mother for bed, or is this something you guys do in in private? No, he's a hoverer. He does like a stay because he makes sure that I do everything uh, the way that I should, like appropriately. But um, he also can't do it himself, so I don't know why he's just like watching to tell me what I'm doing wrong when he's he does it wrong himself. He turns around. At the sound of the crashing jewelry. Is it a lot of jewelry? It's only a little bit. Well, um, she oh, she only wears, you know, it was for our Christmas dinner. So we had her a little dressed up today with extra earrings, which she doesn't normally wear. And um, her, her necklace and, of course, her wedding rings. Of course. He's turned around after just pouring himself a small snifter of brandy and sees that you are more or less a mess and looks as though he is going to be loud or angry because he is also frustrated at the situation that he just <sighs> he puts it down and he comes over and uh, takes your hands and just gives you a squeeze does he have a pet name for you Yes, he does, of course. Uh, do you have any inference on what it might be, or are you just his little princess? No, you would know that, though. <laughs> <laughs> now, darling, I want you to not worry about what was said at dinner. Things are okay. We've already made plans to secure your future prior to any talk of inheritance or anything like that. So we will be okay. It's just that your mother will be around more than what we were or what I was thinking of before I was hoping to use that inheritance to getting some professional help. I just really don't want to be like Edith. I don't 
want to have to take care of mommy and then be a church lady. He uh, pauses for a moment, awkwardly deciding whether or not he should give you a hug, but instead chooses the better option. And he just pats you on the shoulders for a moment before turning his back, going and getting that little bit of brandy that he poured, coming back over to you and helping you to sit down on uh, the corner of the bed here before he stands next to you and says, here, this will help to calm your nerves. And he offers you the glass of brandy that he poured. It's not 1920s, it's fine. the whole thing. I I just drink it all, and it's disgusting. And I and cough. It just, that's how I think she started, too. I don't want to be an alcoholic, Papa. What am I supposed to do? Well, with prohibition, you'll not have to worry about it, because as soon as this is all gone, there will be no more in the country. So it won't be possible for you to be an alcoholic. What if I end up a spinster and an old maid? <laughs> I don't have anyone to anything to offer anyone now. Uh, let's see how well he can roll on, because all my NPCs been doing really good on rolls. Uh. He's going to start to talk to you about future plans and what what he and your mother had talked about before her illness set in. Stuff that you've heard before, but he's inferring that this is still the plan. If you want, you can roll psychology or something to what he's saying. Cool. Uh, he seems very... Honest and trustworthy, like he means everything he's saying. And I'm sure that brandy is like warming up my belly. So I just kind of lay my uh, head on his shoulder and just let him talk the fancy big words that he's talking. Because I can't really take care of myself anyway, but he says I'm not going to be like Edith. And that's fine. I just don't want to be like her when I grow up. And as you were talking about, Edith, we cut away down to the library. Cecil, you are coming through these hallways back here, coming by the library, and you can see inside your father is at his desk and seems to be looking for something. I, uh, I heard a commotion. I wanted to come to see if, if, if everything was okay. As you look upon him, he looks up at you and you can see that there is blood coming from his nose that has come down over his lip and into his, his facial hair there. He is rooting around at his drawers. Oh my god, father! Uh, should I should I call some of the help to come uh, bring a bandage or something? No, no. Uh, it's fine. I. Uh, Did Emmanuel he, do this? He pulls a handkerchief out of one of the drawers and uses it to begin to blot his his nose. Uh, you're more than welcome to roll also a psychology. Uh, you can have a bonus die because this is your father. Uh, let's see how we do. Kadoosh. Cool. 
Uh, he. What would be more embarrassing to him, falling or getting punched in the face? What do you think, Cecil? He could be more embarrassed about being punched or more embarrassed about falling. I think falling. I think he'd be more insecure about that. That's a personal failing, you know. You don't. Yeah. Okay. In that case, he tells you the truth, and he tells you that that. Uh. What is a good negative name to call Emmanuel in this situation? A scalawag. <laughs> um, nah, it's just uh, that good-for-nothing grandson of mine hit me. And he's going to blot at the blood coming out of his nose. Can you believe oh, that? Emmanuel, yes. Anyone else, even a stranger, I would say no. But I think your actions look more understandable in this light. Uh, I'll, I'll admit I was worried about my education, but now I'm just worried about you. Your education. I call a doctor? You've got too much education, if you ask me. Putting all of those ideas in your head about uniting the workers and the common man. I don't see what's wrong with that. You don't have Look to around do everything. You, you want to worry about the common man so much, you can be one of the common men when I'm gone. And that's all you'll be, is a common man. I can see that fight made you angry, and you're taking it out on me. Well, I guess I can say we both have our faults. Uh, he begins to try to rise from his chair, but he's struggling with it a little bit. Would you like some help, Father? Or are you too busy dressing me down after you had whatever fight you had with Emmanuel? You think this is a dressing down? This is nothing. I've dressed down better men than you for doing less. Who does that say more about? He walks from his desk over to the wall and. Uh, opens up a, a a wall hanging picture to where there's of course a safe and he puts something inside of it and locks it. Does his in in, in the history of, of Cecil and his and his father, has he been a religious man? Like particularly adherent? He was more of the capitalist church than the Catholic Church. Okay. But now, as he has gotten older, it has become a little bit more important. He he has made more and more donations in smaller monetary forms rather than going there himself. One of those things that when you are somebody that's as important and as wealthy as your father, the priest will come around to take confession and other uh, more private services rather than coming down to the church. You know, Father, I think I know what this is all about. You brought us all here. We all show up for Christmas to have a time together as family, and you dropped this bomb on us. I think it's pretty clear this was all about control. He turns and shuts the painting, looks at you, control. You don't even have control over yourself or your life. You are awash in laziness and lethargy. 
claiming to be working towards some form of study or education instead of doing any actual work. And what's it to you? How do you think I ended up here? What's it to me? You are my child. You are my son. And we're all failures, right? I'm a failure. Emmanuel's a failure. So I am glad you all. know it. Well, what, well, what's the one thing we have in common? How, how, un, how crazy that all these failures would uh, so unrelatedly exist if only there was some central unifying factor. Juan Cecil, swing at him. Follow it up. No, he's all bark. <laughs> I also don't think Cecil has any uh, skill points and punch old man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm under fight. It's a zero punch. Old man is disturbingly high. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, there is a commonality, and that commonality is that you have been far too awash in my generosity throughout my entire life, which is why it now ends, and you will all have to do for yourselves. Yes, you get a little older. We're not the exact little carbon copy pitch you wanted us to be. And so you get to pull the rug out. One last final hurrah. Maybe you'll even dangle it in front of us. A little a, a little doggy on a string. To make, if, we, if we act right, maybe. Huh? If we all play to your tune. I just... It's just so... It's just, it's just so you. You know, I never said it to your face... Because I tried to be a respectful son, I tried because to you're follow the way. You're a well, coward and soft. Well, I guess maybe I'm glad Emmanuel wasn't, and he'll walk out. Uh, there is just the sound of a blowing nose as you leave, as the Commodore uh, snorts some blood into this rag. Yes. I hope we chose one of the old motherfucker. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Edith Ann, as you are walking back into the kitchen, you're going to go by a uh, by a window where you can see outside. And it has begun to snow somewhat heavily as you are making your way back into the dining room where you will see Dorothy worriedly crinkling a one of the, the napkins in her hand. The reverend is gone, but Emmanuel is here. And what is Emmanuel doing in here? Emmanuel is seated at his at his seat, and he is uh, enjoying dessert, like taking big bites, smacking his lips, fully enjoying living off of the largesse of the Commodore one last time before the old man kicks it and leaves everybody else destitute. Plus, you got the punchy old guy. He's feeling really good right now. Have you done anything with your hand? Do you? No. You... Okay. No. You could. There's. There's still speckles of blood on uh, on his right hand at the knuckles. And that is what you walk into, Edith. I was going back to the. I was going to the library, not the dining room. Oh fuck! That's okay. I apologize. Quick, That's uh, fix fix it in post. There um, is no fixing in the post. As you come down the hallway towards the library, you see Cecil walking down the hallway back where, uh, back towards the dining room. Um, I'm going to imagine his back is to you unless you call out for him, or if unless Cecil wants to to notice your approach. 
I'm not going to call out to Cecil, but if he notices me and he starts a combo, that's up to him. He probably wouldn't. He's probably storming, storming back to the uh, the, the uh, dinner table. Of course, just like his father. <laughs> he is his father's son. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're able to walk into the library. Is it empty? Uh, the old man is in here. And as you uh, as you come in, he will turn around as he says that you're here for more. And then you can see that when he sees it's you, he wasn't expecting you. Uh, she's kind of going to startle like she thought it would be empty, but she's going to go because she doesn't care anymore. She's not really giving a fuck right now. Uh, she's going to just grab a seat in one of the chairs. And uh, take out uh, a cigarette, um, look for a lighter on one of the tables, light it up, and and just look at him. He caused uh, quite the quite the scene at dinner. You will notice that his uh, his face around his mouth is tinged pink and red from where he was bleeding from the nose. In his hand, he has a clenched, uh, in his clenched fist, he has a handkerchief that has also gotten spots of red on it. It was everyone else who made a scene at dinner. I merely explained how things would be. I'm sure the Reverend is probably the only person happy in that room right now. Uh, he just straightens his coat a little bit without having to say anything. And she'll, you know, kind of point at his face and say, Cecil or Emmanuel or Claudia actually take the swing. She didn't even do that half laugh when you just you yeah. said it just now. That's amazing. He once again straightens himself up as though he does not want to admit, but. Emmanuel thought himself a larger man than he is and decided to debase himself with physical violence. She'll take a few puffs off the cigarette. Looking very relaxed in her chair. Well, she's drunk and smoking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just look at the fire in the fireplace going and just ask, did I even have anything... In the will to begin with? Is this really affecting me? It'd be nice to know if I should be angry at you. For what reason would you be expecting to be truly in the will? Precisely. You've never uh, bothered to really help me. You helped your, your own, of course, and I get it, but... At the same time, why make me come here? Why make me go to a convent? If you don't want me here, if you don't want me a part of it, then just let me go. Now make my own way, which is what I think you want everyone to do anyway. So why are they now doing it? And I'm stuck being told what I have to do. You've had, uh, how old is Edith? Like 28. You've had 28 years to make something of yourself, and you have not. 
And were you a success at 28 already? Yes. Yes? Yes. You're a man with a lot more uh, advantages, but oh well. Um, yeah, so yeah, thanks for telling me. I had, I'm not really losing anything at all here. That's great. That's great. I'll tell you what, though. She's kind of angry now, yelling, voices being raised, points at him. If you sent me to university, I'd end up a lot better off and doing more with it than Cecil ever will achieve in his entire lifetime. That is not saying much for Cecil. You were not my responsibility. You were, uh, was it his, was his sister, your grandmother? Yeah, my grandmother was his sister. My dear sister passed, and your parents passed. And out of the goodness of my heart, I have done what I can for you, but you chose to do nothing for yourself. I want to be able to do things for myself. I just haven't had the luck that your children have had. The backing, the support, the money. Your grandmother left the family, turned her back on all of that. We lived very modest lives, as you well know. And when they all passed... I'm sure it would have been difficult, but it wasn't long before you made me come to this house and then you made me just go to the convent and start learning so I could take my vows to become a nun for the rest of my life. Do you think I want to do that? I want to see the world. I want to, I want to read books. I want to learn. I want to go to the university. But nothing, nothing, because you don't think anything of me. I'm not even family to you. I'm just some weird obligation you want to read books very well and he goes over towards the uh the stacks on the side of the room and he pulls off a book and he looks at it jules verne and he throws it at you i've read that one he grabs another book more so just begins to throw books at you here read do something for yourself and for your future. <clears throat> oh, I hear dice rolls. Swing. Uh, she's she'll kind of stand there stunned that he's telling her to do things for herself. And so she's gonna pick up one of the larger books. She's gonna rush up to him, and she is going to take a swing at his head. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, let's go ahead and roll a, uh, a fighting brawl roll and fighting brawl. Oh man. Oh, wow. Uh -oh. I mean, so <laughs> I feel like I set a precedent earlier of him mm -hmm. being a frail old man. Mm -hmm. So I should probably give you that bonus die that I gave to Emmanuel oh. earlier. Okay. feel like that's fair. I'm also fine with the swing not going anywhere and she trips over books on the floor and falls. I tell you what, let's cut away from you dramatically <laughs> as you move to swing upon uh, the Commodore. Uh, Cecil, where were you heading? Was it back into the dining room or? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, 
in that case, this is where we find Emmanuel enjoying his dessert. Emmanuel, what the what the hell just happened? Oh, Uncle. Mm. Hey, is that did Edith Ann take all of the wine? I feel like I should have wine all of a sudden. <laughs> what did you you work up an appetite beating up your grandfather? You mean giving the old man what he deserved? Yes, as a matter of fact, I did. What's it to you? Any, he'll 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 pull up a seat nearby. Any chance we have to uh, change this? Probably went out the window when you punched him in the damn nose. Change it. He's not going to change a damn thing. He's already made up his mind. And after the holiday, when the solicitor comes and changes the will. Everything is set in stone, and you're left with nothing. What? How would you know all that? Were you given some forewarning? I thought thought it was already done. That was the whole point of this little get-together. No. He said it at the announcement. He's made the changes to the will, but the lawyer hasn't come to retrieve the papers yet. Well, there might still be time to change his mind. I don't know how. Take a swing at him. See what happens. <laughs> Your mother begins uh, to cry. Uh, ma- mother, look, it's... What time is it now, by the way? Uh, this is after dinner, so this is... Oh, I don't know. It, tensions are high, Mother. Why don't, why don't you head to bed and let us all just see what we can make of this in the morning? Oh, that reminds me. And uh, Emmanuel's going to reach into his uh, suit jacket, and he's going to uh, remove a small wrapped gift, and he's going to uh, he's going to hand that off to Dorothy. I got this for you for the holidays. He is through like bloodshot, teary eyes, um, but does take it. it it's not. It's not Christmas yet. We shouldn't open any gifts. I don't think it's going to matter. We've already broken decorum. What's one more little thing? And she will uh, sniffle a little bit and see your sincerity. Uh, and we'll begin to slowly, as she dabs at her eyes with a little, um, little handkerchief, to unwrap this present. As she unwraps it, uh, Emmanuel is going to dab it as, at the corners of his mouth with a napkin and get up, and he's going to start walking out. It says, anyway, it's a reminder of where you came from. Merry Christmas. And inside is a single handkerchief, and it is Irish linen, and it is embroidered, embroidered with the R of the Roxfall family. Is this meant to be sentimental Insulting or a mix of both? At this point, probably a mix of both, because the cigarette case for Edith Ann was supposed to be an insult, but that's coming in like clutch right now. So <laughs> apparently, he's really good at giving gifts. It seems that way. How does uh, how does dear mother respond? Um, she looks up. She sees the embroidered with the little. Family crest, and then through a a pained smile and such, she looks at me and says, 
it seems like something I need right now, and begins to immediately dab at her eyes as she begins to just openly sob and weep. Uh, considering that her other handkerchief is already kind of damp. Cecil will get up and uh, grab a bottle of wine. Here, let me get that for you, nephew. And then he'll fumble. Ah, no! Oh, no, wait! Stop! And then he'll spill all the wine uh, directly onto uh, Emmanuel. Are you attempting in any way to make this look unintentional? Only from like a quarter mile away. But like up front, it's 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 about as uh, as unintentional as that gift. Cool. Uh, Emmanuel is free to do whatever he will with this. So Emmanuel's going to push the chair back. He's now covered in wine, and he will just look between Cecil and Dorothy, and just shake his head. It was a mistake for you both to be here. At least some good has come from Grandfather's announcement. I left a present for you under the tree, Cecil. Do enjoy it. I'm going to go get cleaned up. And he's going to go to his room. Cool. Uh, While that's all going on, Claudia, um, as you and your father are having this conversation, uh, Wesley comes to the doorframe and knocks upon it with his his hat in hand he looks like he is wearing a heavier coat and it looks like he is prepared for the outdoors um well i look to my father first to see if he'll you know um address wesley um because you know i want to but i don't want to seem too eager your father looks up sees him yes what is it boy he has his hat in hand he says uh excuse me sir the weather, and he points outside where you can see the snow starting to come down a little heavier, says, the weather is getting a little heavier, and I was just going to, well, close up the barn for the evening. And I was wondering if Miss uh, Young, Miss Roxfall, would like to come and uh, make sure that her horses are are okay for the evening with the weather and all, of course. And your father looks to you with a, do you wish to go see your horses? Well, certainly, Father. I'd like to make sure that lightning is okay and in the barn. If that's all right with you, if you if you need anything else from me, I'll stay. No, no, I can clean this up and take care of your mother. I'm grabbing my heavy jacket on the, like, as soon as he says, no, you're good. I'm like scoot boot scooting right out the door. Wesley waits outside the door for you as a young man should. Uh, and as you come out and the two of you start heading down the door, out down the hallway to head out the door towards the barn, you walk by Emmanuel who is covered in wine. Uncle, are you are you okay? And I reach in and grab a a napkin, a, a, a handkerchief, a hanky that I have on my person, to to help to d- do a dab for him. No, Claudia, it's it's fine. It's fine. You and you and and the young man do do as you need to. I'm headed to my room to change from Cecil's clumsiness. Just watch him with a wine bottle, will you? Um, certainly, but 
Miss Geraldine, she may have um, some some cleaning solution that can help, so it doesn't set. Um, you should ask. Yes, sir. My That's mom would be to have happy to take care of it when once you've changed. Yeah, Emmanuel is going to stop. Neil. Hmm. Yes, that is a good idea. Thank you, Claudia. I'll, I'll do that as soon as I've changed. Certainly, and I just kind of like, um, like little curtsy, and then head out the door. And as soon as the door shuts, I just want to like, um, give my little sneaky boyfriend a kiss on his cheek, like just real sneaky way. Oh, he real sneaky blushes. Surely it's the cold wind that is making his cheeks so rosy. But the two of you scamper off towards the barn. And once you're inside and there is a little lantern lit to provide some light, he begins to uh, actually get the the animals inside ready for the colder weather, getting some blankets and stuff for them. Uh, but he sneaks glances at you the whole time as if waiting for you to say something first. No, and I'm helping because, you know, my favorite horse is in here, Lightning, that I've had forever that I just love so much. And, you know, I I don't want to have to give this up. And that's the thing. Um, I think that that's what's, what really breaks me uh, is that I'm just loving on my horse when I get his blanket on him. And I just start to cry because, Wesley, we... We aren't going to have any kind of help. We're just going to be poor forever. He appears at your side and just reaches his hand uh, up onto your opposite shoulder and his other hand onto your close shoulder and just gives you one of those sideways hugs. No, it'll, it'll be fine. It'll work out. I already have a job. I'm sure that, well, th- you're... Your great-grandfather is a... And he looks as though he wants to not say what he's going to say, but he's going to say it anyway. Is a, is a tough old man. He's not going to be dying anytime soon. We have plenty of time to figure things out. But he wants to give everything to the church. And we were going to... Uh, I can't even take care of her and you'll lose your job and your mom will lose your job and then we'll be poor there are there are plenty of other places we can get jobs my mom's not one to sit still for very long she's always very busy so i'm sure she'll have something lined up before the week is out or well that week is out whenever that week comes I don't know how you can be so happy and optimistic all the time. I think that that's just what I love about you. But um, I'm really afraid that I'm going to end up having to take care of my mom forever. And then we won't be able to be together. I'll be an old, old spinster with a stupid hairy lip that has to go live at the church too that's it's never gonna happen look at this we're young we're smart we've got our whole lives ahead of us if we leave here we have to take um 
We have to take lightning with us. He has to come. I can't let this... I can't let him be church food. They'll sell him for glue. He turns you away from lightning and has his hands now on the the right shoulders. Um, That's not going to happen. We can... When the weather breaks, we can load up some supplies and we can ride him right on out of here. We can head not into town, but into the next town and maybe the town after that. We can strike out on our own. I've never really been one to, you know, be do a bad, but um, we we could just run away, right? We could. Like we always talked about. And maybe maybe if we take some we we could go in the storm and we could take some of the stuff from the house to sell it. And then we could like really, really go away and then we could get like far away. And then we could maybe have like a good a good start, right? It would it would be a, a head start for sure, and I'm sure he's got something stashed away in in the house. There's all kinds of things that he, he's just going to give it away anyway. Yeah, to that stupid, mean church guy. So let's make. A, that's actually it's a good idea, right? Because they don't they don't really care about me. They don't. They just need me to like help take care of my mom that's all that they want and just be quiet in the background and i mean nothing to any of them so we'll we'll just get some some things and we'll take them and we'll sell them and we'll run away and um we'll we'll get our own house and it'll be fine right it'll be fine how could it go wrong and he like as you guys are having this conversation has a little did you did you have something? Were you drinking? It wasn't my fault. My dad told me that it would make me feel better, but it didn't. It just made me sad. He pulls back from you a little bit and reaches into his coat where he pulls out a flask. And uh, inside said flask, he... i find out the guy's name because I don't remember the guy's name. Old Joe gave me this uh, for Christmas, and he said it's filled with some some whiskey. Um, and he takes a little swig of it, and he offers you some with like a smile, like, "Hey, look at us, we're adults. We got a plan." Well, I'm gonna drink it because the last stuff just made me warm and sad. This stuff's supposed to make me feel better. I. I can't imagine mixing the the brandy and the room temperature whiskey is going to go super well, but good luck. I'm a grown-up now. That's right. You are so much a grown-up. And after after sharing a swig and uh, him taking the flashback from you, he just says, as he wipes a little tear from your eyes, like, you're... You're so good and beautiful and kind. There's there's nothing that can go wrong. Our love is going to, to guide us forward. And we'll get through this together. 
together. I don't want to be anywhere else besides next to you, Wesley. Uh, he leans in for a good and proper kiss. Smoochy, smoochy, babe. Smoochy, smoochy, barf. Uh, I think that's a good place to, to call this recording. Yes, things that a wonderful little place to, to fade out on, or somebody got something else they want to do. No, no we're fading out on us making out, babe. Oh, and it's the right. worst because it's like the first time you've ever made out. <laughs> it's her first drunk kiss, too. Uh, and it's like in the 1920s. sloppy 1920s makeouts. Yeah. In the barn. <laughs> the With the horses guy. just watching, just like, nee! Yeah, it's great. <laughs> cool.